Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everybody? My name is Carlotta. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the show where we go through all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with Philip. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime here, as usual, to go through all the weekly news with me. And Mr. Shami and Sean, we have not done weekly news in a very long time. It has been a hot minute. It has. There's been little to no news. I would hesitate to say no news, actually. <laughs> Wasn't there the stat that um, all of America's box office last week came from one drive-in theater in Florida? I believe that. I think <laughs> drive-ins ex- like they experienced like a surge of business recently. I think so. Somebody was um, I read uh, was going to a drive-in to watch Knives Out, and then they played Ryan Johnson's commentary of Knives Out on their phone. Oh no! So it felt like he was in the car with them as they were watching it. <laughs> well, Ryan shouldn't be there. No, Ryan. Ryan, you need to social distance yourself. You, you need to sort your <laughs> shit out, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching you, Johnson. Um, so we actually have news this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for Hold your applause, please. For ho- please stop. We're doing the bare minimum. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so for the last few weeks, we have been uh, quizzing in our dawn of stupidity. I became victorious. I am now champion of this podcast. So for the next year, I get to gloat about the fact that I'm just basically smarter in every single way. Well, over well, not me. every single way. Not well, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but so then this week I remembered that how this show works is I throw it to you to ask your opinion on things. But now I'm starting to think maybe the people need my opinion. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm I just more. juggle this particular opinion. <laughs> maybe I throw to myself to find the expert's opinion. And what do I do? do? What do I bring to the table then? You just you're like my hype man. You just go yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what, Connor? Yeah. You're right again. You've nailed the dash again now. Another another <laughs> magnificent statement, Connor. <laughs> um, so obviously, there's no massive news this week because yeah. 
um, nothing's happening in the world and everyone's on lockdown. But at the same time, there are some things that I felt were interesting. And because we haven't done this for a few weeks, there is like a bit of a stockpile. So we can get through a few things that catch caught my eye um, as I was putting the show together. So, Sean, okay. this week we're starting with one of my favourite three words. With, well, actually, hang on. Two, two of them are hyphened, so how would you work with that? Two well, words. Still two words. <laughs> Disney live action. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Is this... Is this something delayed or is this something coming out? This is something they're planning. So, Sean, you might remember they did a little movie called Beauty and the Beast. They did a little movie called Aladdin. Then they did one of the biggest movies of all time called The Lion King. Now, it's true. what they've decided to do is Disney have ran out of ideas. And they're like, the lads back about 20 years ago, they did pretty well. Let's just do what they did again. Fucking imagine that box office. <laughs> But now, <laughs> but now, but we just do live action, do the same movie, get away with it, dollars. Do- lads, we're printing money, literally. <laughs> so, we're that so wealthy. What they've actually normally, I don't really care about those things. Like, so Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King is a movie I love, but like, I wouldn't say, um, don't touch that. That's that's whatever. I I cherish that. But a movie I do actually love is Disney's Hercules, Sean. Oh, I've heard rumours of yes. this. Disney, okay. Disney are going to be doing a live-action remake of Hercules, and it is in the works with the Russo brothers, directors of Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, Winter Soldier, all the boys. But All the good ones. All the good ones. The Russo brothers are down to produce it, so they're not directing it, but they are producing it. That means they're involved in the project, which I can only assume means they're lending their name to it, which is good, because that probably means they're very heavily involved in the production of the, of the movie. Yeah, and it means they still have a very good working relationship with Disney because they made them a shit ton of money. <laughs> they could literally walk in and pick whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah, just like, oh, we want to do uh, Iron Man again. Just and We're, we're, we're going to yeah. do Iron Man 1, but recast Robert Downey Jr. And then Disney are like... <laughs> what we're going to do, phase four, we're wiping the slate clean. <laughs> I think we should start again. You know what? Live action remake. Well, what we're going to start this time is we're going to start with Tour the Dark World. How do you feel about that, Disney? Because we're fucking doing it. And we're going to make it a hundred times. <laughs> Malekith is the villain for all 23 new movies. He's the new Thanos. <laughs> so, the Rooster Brothers are involved. Sean, what do you think about Hercules in general? Like, do, Oh, do you, like as a movie? Yeah. Oh, it's class. And yeah. there was an accompanying TV show, and that was also amazing. I can't remember watching the TV show too often, but I remember just loving the movie. Like, the movie has great songs. It's It's got... Great voice cast. Great voice cast. you got Danny DeVito bringing his A-game. Um, yeah. But, like... No, the, the thing is, though, we've recently had a Hercules movie. Oh yeah, The Rock was in one. I completely forgot about that. The Rock was Hercules. Yeah. So that, now he can't be cast as Hercules in what will presumably be the good Hercules movie. Do, do you know, right, I read this news story and it never even dawned on me that that movie came out in like, what, 2016? When did that movie come Something out? Something like that. And it was like, was he magic? Was that what was happening <laughs> But there? you know what? That movie wasn't that bad. I remember going in to watch that movie thinking, this is going to be terrible. And I came out of it going, it was a solid three stars. It was never going to be amazing, but it was better than it should have been. 
Yeah, and that I don't think a Disney movie, a Disney Hercules movie, can't get by with better than it should have been. Mm. You know the um, and I, I was going to say it's all human characters, but you do have like um, Danny DeVito as Phil. Did you hear like, that um, Josh Gad said he wasn't going to play Phil? <laughs> and I was like, they just keep trying to cast Josh Gad in all of these live-action movies. And he, well, like, look, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. I'm I, sure Josh Gad would be good at it. I think Josh Gad is a fine actor, but I think Danny DeVito, that's his role. But he might be a bit old now. I think, I don't know, like, is Phil is very, he kind of jumps around the place. What is he I mean, a, like if you see if if you see Danny DeVito and Always Sunny, he's still quite like, um, how how would I put it? He's still he, he's still quite expressive in the way he moves and acts. You know, he's not just like sitting there yeah. reading lines. He's not doing a Marilyn Brando on it. But, but it's also important but, who you cast as Phil, but who you cast as Hercules. Like oh, you have. The oh, rock. I'll get to that. Oh okay, yeah, we'll get, get to that. To but that. their dynamic is what the movie is really based on. Like the two of them kind of carry the whole first act. They so you spend kinda, a lot of time together. Yeah, you need a good dynamic, and you need if Danny DeVito is one person because we're casting Danny DeVito because he did the voice of Phil originally, and he's yes. basically still perfectly cast as Phil. Um. But who do you cast as Hercules? Sean, is it The Rock again? Do you want the shot of The Rock standing over Danny DeVito? I kind of do. But like, <laughs> yeah. if... And my head immediately goes to cast cast a wrestler. And the big find show. a wrestler. The big show. The big show. <laughs> big show would be amazing. The, um, but like, who do you cast as skinny Hercules? Is it Tom Holland? Oh my god, it is Tom Holland. I'm remembering the movie. He looks like Tom Holland. It doesn't do just. <laughs> He's got floppy hair. He's so clumsy. Oh man, Tom Holland is perfect. It's 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 the best one I can think of, which is bad because it's it, like it, it's not going to happen. He can't be Nathan Drake and Spider-Man. And Hercules. He could, yeah, but if he's he's not Hercules though, he's child Hercules. So that's like they're not going to bring Tom Holland in for three days' work, pay him a load of money, and then tell him to fuck off. That's true. Now, have we have we considered Michael B. Jordan? I mean, as is tradition here on the show, we do consider Michael B. Jordan for all roles. I think he would be a great Hercules. Um, I think he'd be a great Meg if he wanted to. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I think he'd be a great everything but at the same time we can't just keep throwing Michael B into all roles mm. although actually mm. now that you mention it see why did you say that now all I can think of is Michael B Jordan as Hercules he's uh, got the charisma he does he does I, um, like I, I don't think he'd be ba- I don't think he'd be a bad Hercules at all like I think he'd actually be quite a good cast and Disney aren't opposed to uh, casting actors who might not fit the description of the original cartoon character. True, as but seen it's a cartoon, so it's a drawing, so who the hell cares? Exactly. <laughs> now, another one we have to consider is James Woods as Hades. Because yeah. he voiced Hades, and he's voiced Hades in everything. He voices Hades in Kingdom Hearts, as it goes. As as is your uh, specialist subject, yes. <laughs> I should have picked that for the quiz. Should have. Not, not important, not important, yeah. but... Still hurts, but that's fine. <laughs> St- still hurts, so it does. <laughs> Good. Like, um, 
I lo- I looked up a list here as well um, of Hercules fan casting. Mm. Uh, so this person says, like us, Michael B. Jordan for Hercules. And then a Zeus, Idris Elba. Oh. Oh. I like yes. that. Jesus. Imagine Idris Elba's voice on Zeus. Yeah. And a big, a big beard on him. A, a big beard. He's a ma- He looks good with a beard. And he's um, a, he can get jacked. He'd be a big dude. And he's uh, intimidating. Zeus is meant to be like god of the gods. So like, yeah, like he has this like gravitas to him. Yeah. Um, they also say for Phil they want Danny DeVito. Um, they want for Meg they want Ariana Grande. Eh, uh, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they say Sam Rockwell as Hades. Sam Rockwell would actually be. I never. Even, Sam Rockwell is amazing. Sam Rockwell. The, yeah, like Sam Rockwell should be the villain in every movie. Or he should play his character from uh, Jojo Rabbit in every movie. Yes, but imagine Sam so Rockwell as the evil person and Michael B. Jordan as the hero for every movie. We would, Everybody else would get bored within maybe two movies. Me and you would go to the cinema every single week. This is amazing. We would be obsessed with everything in that. <laughs> five stars. I'd give it five stars again. Five stars and ten seasons. I love it. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of possibilities... Of where you can go, but at the same time, do you cast big actors or do you cast people who can sing? But then that raises the other point: is that they're re-releasing Mulan without any songs, and Mulan has some very good songs. Are they going to do the same thing with Hercules and not have any songs in it? Oh, you have to have the songs, though, don't you? Well, Mulan, that's those songs are very famous as well. Yeah, that's true. It's I don't know because they went with songs for Aladdin, didn't they? They did, yeah. But they did have Big Willie for that. They, look, Big Willie was on the cast, and so he he does a song anyway. So they were just like, "Why are we fighting against the current? We might as well just do was, songs." He, Will Smith was on lunch and just started singing, <laughs> so they decided to roll camera and just work around it. <laughs> somebody put a somebody carried in a green screen like really fast, just in behind them, just added yeah. it, just added it in a post, added it. Just fi- we'll figure it out. This is gold. <laughs> I like, I would like the songs in it, but if it's a good movie, it doesn't need them, if that makes sense. True. Um, but then, I don't even know, can Michael B. Jordan sing? I'm sure he can. I imagine he can. He's, yeah. he's too perfect to not be able to sing. <laughs> imagine he sounded like, like three cats fighting <laughs> when he sang. It'd still be a new genre, and I'd love it. <laughs> I think we. I think you need to see help for Michael B. Jordan. Love. I need to see Michael B. Jordan in every role. Is what I need to see. True. <laughs> what about Tom Hanks though? Oh, Tom Hanks as Hercules. Tom Hanks as Hercules. Yes. And Tom Holland as Baby Hercules. <laughs> Baby Hercules. He ages seventy years in between. <laughs> I'd watch it. That's you know all what? I'm saying. American Treasure. Tom Hanks needs to be in everything. Because also, as well, with the the small Hercules, they can just, like, do what they did to Chris Evans and make him small. Oh, yeah. Like, that's easy done. So you wouldn't even need to cast anybody else. Like, that technology has come even further since, when was that, 2011? When the first Captain yeah. America came out? 2010, 2011? So, like, 2010, 2011, yeah. So 10 years of technology. And, like, since then we've had Civil War and the MCU has basically kind of tried to perfect that. 
and they're all part of Disney, and the Russo brothers are producing this, so they would definitely have their hands on that technology if they needed it. That is very true. Huh. Huh. And also, the Russo brothers being involved, I like. I think that can only help. They have a lot of... um, Their name carries a lot of gravitas. (laughs) (laughs) Very much like Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> much like Idris Elba, but like the Rooster Brothers coming off Endgame, they were the premier director duo. Or like, no matter who it was, if they whatever movie they picked next was going to be upped, it was like Christopher Nolan after the Dark Knight or after the Batman trilogy. Like, it didn't matter what movie, he was a main man. He could just do anything. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. I mean. They started from like Arrested Development and all that as well. Like they've they've done the polar opposite of Endgame in that they've done just a silly comedy. It's so but even weird Arrested Development is very clever. Their, it's so weird seeing their names at the end of Community, or else like I was rewatching Community like last week uh, on Netflix, and it's like just directed by Anthony Russo. Just this episode, like season three episode, yeah. whatever. And I was just like, Anthony Russo directed this episode of Community. <laughs> Is this connected to the MCU? <laughs> oh, it's all connected! Oh my god! <laughs> it's I, 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 this is one I'm excited, not even excited for. I'd be happy to see this. Yeah, um, but also don't fuck it up because I love Hercules. I really do. Okay. Connor loves Hercules more than me. <laughs> I do. I like. I think the Rock one was fine, but the animated movie. I just, I really like that movie. It's good. <laughs> I just, I just really like it. I just, really, I just like it, right? I just like it. I don't have any critical analysis. I just, I, ha- I like it. <laughs> well, look, Connor, that's yeah. okay. It's okay to like things. <laughs> it is not in this culture. The uh, social justice oh, warriors. Oh my god, lads! I, ha- I haven't brought this up in a while, but I have another few vendettas to get to. Jesus, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll reach them all in time, I'm sure. We will. Um, okay, we, I suppose we should move on, Sean. But Hercules is getting a live-action remake. Rooster Brothers are involved. So, our next piece of news involves three words that I think you'll like. Three, three words I liked. Three words you like. Space oh. Jab 2. Space Jab 2 has its Space official title and logo revealed by LeBron James. Sean, do you like Space Jam 1, and does it need a sequel? I do like Space Jam 1, and I would be entirely happy to see a sequel. Mm. Also, the day before that this was announced, I tweeted, you don't see much from Bugs Bunny these days. True, he heard. And he, Bugs heard, and then in, all, in that one day, they turned around <laughs> the whole movie with LeBron James. They filmed it. In that one, it do you think they are spying on you and you alone? Uh, I, I mean, I think they're one of many. Mm, yeah, yeah. We need to find his secrets. <laughs> How is he still alive? <laughs> this, this guy. <laughs> He's um, gone through so much. <laughs> um, but yes, they are doing a Space Jam 2. Now, it is not a sequel. It is going to be a reboot. But does that mean that they're just going to remake the same movie from 1996? I see. I don't know how much how well that will age up if you get me mm. like what the, what, the, what does the do when was the last time Looney Tunes was on TV you don't see Bugs Bunny a lot these days you Sean. don't see him someone should make that <laughs> that cutting commentary 
<laughs> somebody probably smart. If only there was somebody. Oh, if God. only. Is, is, are there, is it going to be a weird CGI realistic Bugs Bunny? See, I don't think you can capture the charm of the first one on the second one. Because I think they're like, yeah. the, the technology is weirdly too good. They'll do it all CGI. Yeah, and it won't work as well. And it'll be LeBron James like looking at a tennis ball and acting against that. Yeah. But like, I suppose, if you went back and watched Space Jam 1, I think we're the right age that you think of Space Jam 1 with fondness. It's probably not that good a movie. If no, I'm like, fully confident it's trash. And it's <laughs> yeah. a, like, it's a miracle it fucking got made, but, but it was in the era of movies where you just make movies. But at the same time, and Bugs Bunny was the biggest star in the world. But like, at the same time, um, it's it had some sort of charm that people loved and like me and you yeah. still think of so does and this I, are we the right audience for this as well though see I think that's it I think this is this is a movie where they have to appeal to the audience that saw the original one they can't appeal to everyone because I'm fairly sure I have young cousins I'm fairly sure they don't know who Bugs Bunny is or yeah very similar to the Power Rangers remake from a few years ago like they yeah. they should have aimed that toward the people who were in their 20s because they liked the original Mighty Morphin in the 90s or whatever but they tried to remake it for a whole new generation and then by doing that you kind of impress nobody yeah you end up making everybody unhappy because it's either a bad movie for fans or a bad movie for non-fans mm. So what do you do with a Space Jam 2? Do you have the same plot or do the same monsters... But see, it's a reboot. I was going to say do the same monsters come back and steal their the powers again, but I suppose you can't do that. Yeah, like, if, if it's a reboot, they, they have an opportunity to do, like... See, is it going to be, like, new seasons of The Simpsons? Where it's just like, Lisa's always on her phone! And, like, is it boomer humour that they want to do? Or is it fun? Like, because Looney Tunes, and maybe it's nostalgia, Looney Tunes was funny. And Looney Tunes had stuff in it for adults that if, you know, if they caught it, they'd get a giggle out of it. I think Looney Tunes was okay. I think Animaniacs was, like, the peak. Oh, that was peak. That was the peak, like, flying jokes flying above your head as a kid. Did, like, th- for example, um, I always think of the scene, do you remember that scene with Prince? In Animaniacs, yes. when they're, they become detectives, and they're, like, looking around for um, fingerprints, and they then, what's the girl's name? Uh, Dot. Dot comes in carrying prints, and they're like, no, no, we're looking for, f- no, fingerprints. No, no, fingerprints. <laughs> and she just looks at prints, and she goes, I don't think so, and she throws them yeah. away. Like, that movie, or that line would never get made. No, not a Todd, not a hope of that getting through censors. Because what if a kid figures it out? Yeah, but I think, I don't know. What they are saying, right, I will give you their exact take, which I feel like we've kind of got against here, but they say that they're hoping that this will be successful enough to spawn follow-ups. So the idea Mm -hmm. here is to draw in a new generation of viewers with a fresh take. Oh, no. Uh, Look... Every time a movie has said that, I think it's not gone as well as they hoped. It's not gotten as big the second time. No. Like, if they had made a sequel to this and just appealed to the people that saw the first one, like what the new Ghostbusters is attempting to do. Yeah, I think... But 
like everything is so like fickle in terms of that movie came out in 1996 Space Jam but like maybe if it came out in 2001 it wouldn't have been as big a hit it just came out at that exact perfect time for that movie it just, like yeah. if, it, if it comes out two years after or two years before it doesn't hit the same way um, and it came out as well in the era where like everyone had a VHS player and you could just buy videos like so they're I, kind, they're kind of hoping, I and also they didn't do a sequel to the original Space Jam. So why do they think that this one is going to spawn any follow-ups? Because I suppose all things in movies nowadays are just do one so you can do three and four. Yeah, so like it just make sure that they make slightly more money than they cost. Yeah, it's an odd one, but like we'll have to see. Mm. Is the thing I think LeBron James could be a, he's he's going to play the same role as Michael Jordan. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just we we have no interest or we've no um, problem with the movie itself. It's just like, is this needed or maybe it's just going to be a fun thing? Like maybe it will make the money. Maybe it'll get a new generation of people interested in Bugs Bunny, Sean. Maybe and then maybe we'll see more of Bugs Bunny because, as I've said before, this not nah, radio silence. What's he up to? Do you think? Okay, do you remember Captain Marvel? Like they had a website that looked like it was made in the nineties. Yes, I like they can't do that with because Space Jam famously the website for the original is still up. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, but in in this one, they're gonna have uh, just a regular like a, a TikTok maybe about space about Space Jam two. That that was very unbranded for the kids, Sean. Well done. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate it. You no, know, they'll go to like something like ridiculous, like Vine. There'll be a Vine on this. Vine doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. Vine. <laughs> uh, okay, how much do you want to bet that LeBron James was a kid in the crowd at the original Space Jam game? <laughs> um, I will bet you five hundred thousand euro that he's and that he it- wasn't. Oh, okay, fair enough, sorry. Um, And what if the camera pans over at one point and it's just Michael B. Jordan? And he's like, why wasn't I invited? (laughs) Because I was only four when this movie came out. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to move on to less exciting news, Sean. News that might make you sad because no time to die. Might now not be released until 2021. That is James Bond. No time to die. There's rumours that it will be postponed again. It's never coming out, is it? No, no, it's absolutely never coming out. No, not in any way. It certainly lost all, like, hype and good faith that it could have had. (laughs) But what hype and good faith did it have? Just really quick. I mean, when it was when it was coming out in 2019, I thought, yeah. oh, maybe someone will see it. Not but many people noticed. Sh- it was originally scheduled for November of 2019. So yeah. um, then it got bumped to February of 2020. And then it got bumped to April of 2020. So last month. Um, yeah, now something happened between February and April. We're not getting into it. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. But mostly Don't what's happened is it got pushed back now, or it's been rumoured that it could get pushed back to 2021, which means we're going to have a new mutants on our hands here, Sean, in that it started off in November of 2019 and might not get released until two full years later. That's ridiculous. Which means they probably and- finished filming this in 2018. 
Yeah, and they've like, and apparently they've said that like the picture's locked. Like they're not doing any more work on it. No, it's done. It's sure, just, it was meant to come out in April. Yeah, like it's just whenever the board decides. It will like this is the optimum time to release this because this <laughs> amount of people will see it. Do does anybody care? <laughs> does anybody care is the question because it's it, it, it's not James Bond. I don't think is a cinema draw. I think it's a this movie is on. Let's watch it draw. Mm, and true. even then, <laughs> they talked to um, one of the producers on this, and they said that there are hundreds of millions of dollars involved here. Release it with all the audiences feel safe to return, and so that's what they're aiming for. But it's a nerve wracking call said one of the insiders on the project. So that's what they're all fighting with. They're like, do we release it now when... It was now originally coming out on November 12th. Because remember, it got pushed back eight months or whatever it was. Yeah. But now they're thinking they'll push it back again. Which means it would be how many pushbacks? So November to February to April to November to 2021. So up to five pushbacks. Are they going for that February slot again then? No, I hope they go for like November 2025. Oh, they put like it's it's like December thirty first, like twenty forty or something like, like as long as it can possibly be before. And, and Daniel Craig rights. still has to do the press tour. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he and he has he has to entertain the fact that he's still James Bond for the next forty. We years. can't recast somebody else, Daniel, until this one comes out. So technically, Le- you're still James Bond by your contract. Mm. Until the last one is released, you're yeah. still James. So it's now 2047, and we'll get there eventually, Daniel. I know you're 75 or whatever age you are, but, but we'll, we'll get, get there. To wait till people feel safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever feels safe to watch James Bond. I don't feel safe. Well, you just you you've lived a life of crime. So I you're have. just afraid he'll come for you. He is an international man of mystery. Yes, um, I think <laughs> that this this movie. Needs to ironically die, um, but, but at the same but time, Connor. <laughs> but like, here's the thing: they've put millions of dollars into this, so they have to release it at some stage. And it's now just like, when they release this, I don't think it's going to make that much money either. No, and I think, like, it's not going to kill the James Bond franchise. It's not that kind of movie, and it's not going to be that kind of release. But I think it'll. They'll either fast track another one, like with a new Bond to get a load of hype, or it'll be a couple of years before we see one, I think. Yeah. Um, what would you prefer? I think get, get a new Bond in, like at least then it's, because it's always, the speculation is like the fun part of the James Bond franchise, like who would it be, why is it Michael B. Jordan? Bugs Bunny. But, <laughs> Why is a Bugs Bunny? What's up, Doc? <laughs> How he defeats all criminals, he just draws a tunnel on one of the walls. He's like, oh, he's oh, gonna run into that. Move. He's gonna run into that any second now. And yeah, the movie's just him waiting for him to run into it. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. Why is he taking so long? And you just like cut to the villain. He's just, like brushing his teeth. And he's combing. It's Blofeld. Blofeld is obviously the villain. He's like, oh, oh man. It has to be Blofeld. Yeah. And he's like, just... And with... The trailer came out for this and I didn't care about it then. No. So this is not helping. No. Um, but look, eventually this movie will will come out and it's going to be a great one. 
It's going to be certainly a thing that happens. It's, it's certainly going to arrive and certainly something that neither of us will probably see. So we're moving on <laughs> to something else. And that is The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games has a prequel movie on the way, Sean. Um, this is right. So Suzanne Collins, who's the author of all the original trilogies, she has a new novel about The Hunger Games coming out in May of... So May 19th. Um, so when, when's that? Like three weeks away? Maybe less than yeah, about less. That. So two she, weeks. Yeah, so they have a, a novel coming out, um, that's going to be just a prequel, and it's called the Phantom Menace. Does that? But they have. Oh. Every, is it, oh, that was a good one. But they have. So they are also correlating that with a new movie release. So they will be releasing a new Hunger Games movie that is going to be a prequel set years before the originals. Now the originals made three billion dollars altogether at the box box office, almost three billion dollars, I should say. Sean, does anybody now care about teenage angst, uh, dystopian futures such as Divergent, The Hunger Games, other ones? Um, uh, you- <laughs> look, I see. I think again, like we were about that generation when those books were coming out. Yes, and it was like this phenomenon, and everyone was trying to be the next Hunger Games. Which is why we got all those teenagers in death game scenario movies. So, oh yeah, so it was uh, the Maze Runner, Divergent, and the Hunger Games were the three. Basically, at the same time, they all released within like two years of each other. Yeah, and what's that one about the the the, the machine? Robert Sheehan is in it. Uh, Mortal Engine is it the one? Oh the, yes, all yes. the countries are yes. movable. Yeah, Mortal. Oh, what's that? Mortal yeah. Engines. I think it's it? or Mortal Bones. So Bones. No, it's, Mo- it's, it yeah. is engines, I think. Mortal, uh, yeah, mortal something. <laughs> mortal engines, is it? Like, it's that kind of dystopian, but with a weird fucking concept. Like, and, and the world is always just... It. The world is always on fire. There's just sand everywhere. And every um, grown-up's an asshole. Every grown-up is... And you need all the kids to rise up together. Because together they're strong. But alone, they're just little dickheads. But a, a prequel to The Hunger Games mm. is just, like, the, a, a war. And it's going, to be, it's going to be the Rogue One effect, where it, as interesting and as complex as these characters can be, they probably aren't alive. Like, they probably don't survive the story you're telling. Yeah, there is a plot. There's a, there's a spoiler halfway through if you just watch the first Hunger Games. I don't know which side is going to win, but it's probably the one that's already have won in the Hunger Games. Because like a big part of the original, like now I have to say the original Hunger Games yeah. is the thing, uh, is that it's the world building and the fact that you don't quite know what went on and you're told in dribs and drabs, like specifically through the books. Like it takes three books to realize that, like, oh, there was regular America. And then everything went to shit. There was a big war. Places were destroyed. And now there's this weird, like, class-based society. But is it more interesting to come into that late? Like, not know what's happening. Just kind of try and play catch-up. Rather than being having everything explained. Because really what they're doing... This novel is just another way to get a bit more money in. And then make another movie. I think that's it. I Like, I think it's better to be in at the deep end and slowly like learn to swim rather than okay this is a terrible example because you should probably start in the shallow end but <laughs> like it's 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 more fun 
watching a movie and being like, oh, now I get it, rather than a character tells you how it is. But what and about, you just go with that. Do you not remember a certain trilogy called Star Wars, right? And now they did uh, something right. clever, right? They had three really good ones, good movies, came in late. But then I had myself questioning, Sean, what happened? Where, how did we get here? And I felt like I needed a trilogy to tell me how we got to that original trilogy. So very cleverly like, what they did was they released three absolute Oscar winners. Back to back to back, where everyone was happy with how they did it. Well, look, that might not be entirely true or correct. <laughs> Some of that is true, though. Some look, they certainly made three movies, three prequel movies, and I would argue that you, you made a joke there, but but by and large, there's a, no, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of people who defend them. They're grand movies. But there are a lot of people who hate them and think that they cheapen the original trilogy, mm. and like, it, and so I don't think that's that's not an outcome you want to risk on a f- franchise that made so much money. Yeah, because like you've already you've introduced all these characters that we like, and now you're kind of taking those characters completely out of it, and you're just introducing a whole new batch of characters that we're meant to care about, even though we already know where it's leading. Yes, and it's I don't I don't know if it feels very much like a a throwaway. Ah, we'll just make another because it's going to be another trilogy, most likely. Yeah, it's probably. the Fantastic Beasts effect where they couldn't just like and the first Fantastic Beasts I think is fine, but to, then they tried to set up five sequels out off of that, and they've gone down in quality because it's just ah, we'll just make another one. Yeah, actually, that's a very good example. Like, it's the Fantastic Beasts. Like, you have a very successful franchise, but they just... It's because studio executives, like, this... It's the name. The name recognition is what what matters to them. And so you have the name, and they're like, well, we can't continue on with that story because that had a beginning and a middle and an end, and we've kind of finished that. So where do we go? We either go 50 years ahead or we go 50 years behind. You can't, it's one or the other. So, do we go 50 years ahead and the same things happened again? Or do we wow. go 50 years ago and then we find out how we got there? Yeah, and I, I, I don't particularly think either is is correct if you're just doing it for the sake of it, as you said, for name recognition. Mm. Like, do it because there's a story to tell. And I get studios won't listen, like, they don't give a shit about that. Movies are made to make money. Money, 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 money. All about money. <laughs> I like money too. I look, it's grand to have money, but you already have all the money from those original three films. So, mm. what, like, and there's no. It's not based on a book either. So you could theoretically make a film with this same plot line, plot structure, and not title it a Hunger Games movie. Like, just make a movie. But no, they are releasing the book. So the book is coming out uh, this month. Right, and they're they're making the movie off that. Yeah, so what must have happened is um, Suzanne Collins, who wrote the Hugger Gale, is like, I'm writing the prequel. Because somebody somebody in her group must have been like, we're going to write a prequel because get some more money. (laughs) It's nice. Well, well, I would feel better if she she has that story in mind and did this independent of a movie being made, you know? It's all about, is there a story to be told, or are you just making a story because you 
Are you yeah, are you making a story because there's something there, or are you making a story because somebody in a suit said we need more story? Yeah, we need we want to make another movie to make more money. Yeah. Um look, we'll see what happens. Do 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 I threw it up. I threw up the three finger nice shot. Appreciate. Appreciate yeah. I did it too. I did, <laughs> did it. <you? laughs> We're just we just uh, what district would you think would we would be? Would we die immediately in the Hunger Games? I think I'd be in the top one. I'd I'd be I'd be king. <laughs> I would be dead within ten seconds. <laughs> I would actually be murdered. Yes. What I never understood about that movie was the first one. You know, they all start in like the big circle and they have all the weapons in the center. Like, yeah. And then they all run towards them. Like that's the worst possible option, surely. Surely you're just going to either get killed or get hurt. Yeah, like there's no way you're getting out there going, wow, I have a nice shiny axe and nothing else happened to me. Nothing bad went wrong. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is Transformers prequels, Sean. Yes, it's prequel talk. Prequels, we're back again. Toy Story talk. 4. Toy Story 4 director is now working on Transformers animated prequel. That's right. It's a bit of a different one. Oh, okay. Yes. So, um, Josh Cooley, who co-wrote and directed uh, Toy Story 4, which won an Oscar, um, has been given the task of directing a new Transformers movie. Now, this new... Cooley was also one of the screenwriters on Inside Out, just so you know. Um, The film will... Go on. Sorry, no, I was just saying that, like, he's, he's done well in animation. <laughs> yes, pretty good. Uh, but the film will be for a theatrical release, animated, and acts as a prequel to the series that is live action so far. So this animated prequel will actually tie in to the movies we've already seen. Live action, Michael Bay, explosions, um, mm. pee jokes, probably racial stereotypes, all, all of our favourite things. A, a big ship in the ice. <laughs> Michael, Mark Wahlberg breaking up a Coors Light and drinking it as he, or is it a Bud Light? I can't remember which one it is. It was a Bud Light. Yeah. It's, it's, look, I'm, I'm not opposed to this. I think Transformers and animation, it can be way fun and way colourful. Like, it's, a lot of people's problems with the Michael Bay one is that all the Transformers look the same. Yeah. So this is a, neat, a way to get, like, really colourful and bright Transformers and also the toys you sell with it can also be colourful and bright then and it's a way to get the original Transformers fans from who liked maybe the 80s or 90s animated show back on board because you do an animated show and you kind of I know it's in the same universe but you kind of get rid of some of the stench of Michael Bay by doing a completely different format yes and, and like Bumblebee did really well so people are kind and, of on board with Transformers again. Interestingly, Bumblebee, the director, um, Travis Knight, he worked. He directed Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because Kubo and Two Strings is fucking gorgeous as well as an animated movie. And Travis Knight directed Bumblebee, which is a spin-off. So they, he probably was like, yeah, I'm just as interested in this whole thing as well. Like, you can go so many different ways once you introduce animation to this as a prequel. Um, I think it's, Yeah, and... It, go on. I was going to say, they could do, like, the, the Transformers War that started over a straw, as I've told you many times. <laughs> I See, it's hard... 
Actually, that's a good point. Because all these movies have now kind of gone back on themselves. And they've had, like, ten different reasons and ten different, like, big twists. But the big twists kind of counteract each other. Like, which version of history are they going with now for this prequel? Is it the one where the Earth is a Transformer? Because that was in the last movie, Sean, yes. So, like, if we're following the current continuity... Mm. The, the Earth has always been a Transformer. But then Merlin? Is this going to involve Merlin again with Stanley Tucci? Are we Tucci? getting the Tooch involved? The, is the Tooch going to be back as some sort of Merlin animated figure? Oh. <laughs> as, is Stanley Tucci a Transformer? <laughs> I think that's the next step. I think the man Stanley Tucci has to be a Transformer. It's it, Look, I... I, I, I have high, I have higher hopes for this one than if they announced they were doing a Michael Bay-led prequel. Yeah. Because I also I, don't think the first Transformers is terrible. Um, no, the first Transformers is perfectly fine. Like, it's... The problem is that they, Michael Bay found out... Like, people were like, oh yeah, the first Transformers is grand. But I like this bit and this bit and I don't like this bit. But all he heard was, I like this bit and this bit. And then he just made those good bits multiplied by ten in every other movie. Just made it more, yeah. Yeah, more. It's not. It's not better. It's just more. Was is the tal- is the is the tactic he used? So, but in terms of teams, like you have, um, if you have the director of Josh Cooley who directed Star Wars or Star Wars Toy Story Four, you also have writing the movie down as screenwriters is Andrew Barrer and Gabriel uh, Gabriel Ferrari who wrote Ant Man. The two of them. They wrote both Ant-Man films. So you have the Toy Story animator or director. You have Travis Knight who's involved in Bumblebee. He's done Kubo on the two strings. I'm sure he works as some sort of producer or something involved in this. Um, And you keep Michael Bay out. Like, that's a very strong team. Yeah. And and they've all proved themselves. In animation as well. Yes, uh, like uh, I'm looking up Travis Knight here. He's also done Paranorman and the Box Trolls. Box Trolls also won an Oscar. I'm pretty sure. Jesus, like that's that's someone you want on your team if you're making an animated Transformers movie. Now, story wise, the film will explore the origins of Megatron and Optimus Prime. I hope we find out how Optimus oh, Prime yes. can fly, but also at the same time, he never uses that power. And their relationship. Um, I hope it's like yeah. Smallville. I hope they're best friends <laughs> until Megatron <laughs> shaves his head. <laughs> and then it all goes wrong. Then well, he turns Megatron, into Michael Rosenbaum. Megatron is born because of that straw incident. Of course. It examines the seeds of conflict between the harmony-seeking Autobots and the domination-loving Decepticons. <laughs> Never trust oh. anything called a Decepticon, first of all. It takes place entirely on Cybertron. Okay. Cybertron's cool. Mm. Uh and it's it, so they just you're born into this race of either sorry or you're built or constructed I don't know how they make more Do, are they born or built I think they might be built are they like an energy or they're an alien or someone built them that's a very good question that I've never been asked but how do Transformers procreate <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a goog this is the one I'm googling <laughs> that, you gotta what? delete that search history <laughs> It's a suggested search. How? Uh, they reproduce asexually. Right. So like strawberries. We're runners. And, there, <laughs> and there is no evidence that couples engage in anything related to procreation. <laughs> As if that needed to be said. They're fucking cars. 
just to nail it down, lads. <laughs> no, that's actually the point. They're not fucking cares. That's strictly the point. Oh, of course. Yeah. And no one should be. Nobody. I, I'm step one. Never trust some, someone who's fucking cares. That's all you always say that. Yeah, true. Mm, that's yeah. that's a good way to live your life. But I think in terms of just a movie concept, I think this could be just um, X-Men uh, First Class, but just with Optimus Prime and Megatron. Do you know what? That's not that's not terrible. Like, as a, as a concept. I think that could be fun. And don't make it like a three-hour movie either. Make it just... Make it a nice brief animated Transformers flick. And bring Michael Bay in as a can... Like, just ask his opinion. See what As he a feeds. VFX supervisor. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we should do here, Mike? What, do you think we should add more explosions? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> he just walks, he's like, none of these characters... I can't even tell what race any of them are. They're all just acting like normal people. I need... I need stereotypes, lads. I need big <laughs> stereotypes that people can very easily identify. Make it simple for me. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news and that is Patty Jenkins confirms there will be a Wonder Woman 3 and an Amazon spin-off so this is the director of Wonder Woman 1 and 2 um, and she has now said that they will be doing a spin-off starring the Amazons um, and there will be a third Wonder Woman film Um, now I think they might be going to uh, what's the DC is it just called the DC streaming service I think that's a or DC Online or something is that is that yeah, it? Yeah, but I can't actually remember. But like, I think the Amazon spin-off will be going straight to that. Um, I'm assuming Wonder Woman three would be coming out in cinemas because they like money. But that's um, true. So she is already working on number three and the spin-off. Uh, Wonder Woman two hasn't come out yet. Is this a good sign or is this classic DC getting ahead of themselves? I mean, their their track record for getting ahead of, ahead of themselves is not great. Mm. Uh, I, 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 th- I think they're banking on that the first Wonder Woman made a shit ton of money. And they're assuming the second will make as much. And then the third will probably make a little bit less, but still a lot. Which is a good like, way to look at, because that's every trilogy ever. Yes, but also like you have Gal Gadot, who's fantastic as Wonder Woman. Yes true so I, th- I think you hold on to her like her and Momoa are some of the best casting for superheroes also they're the only ones left well Ezra Miller's the Flash well look let's not even talk about Ezra <laughs> right no. that movie in 2026 that'll be coming no that'll that'll happen lads <laughs> I still have faith I still have faith Mr. we just need another seven Harry Potters uh, where the animals are oh no and then you bring Ezra back on as the Flash and, and then, then, well, actually, Ezra's been up to some stuff, so let's, let's oh, maybe actually, not for a while. Oh, no, actually, I forgot about that. that. Yes, no. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> New segment. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, uh, but Patty Jenkins has confirmed Wonder Woman 3. I think, I think it's good to have an idea. If she originally wrote these as a trilogy, so, like, she had an arc from 1 to 3, that's completely fine. I'm, I just think... It's, I only just... I would trust Patty Jenkins, but I don't trust DC. In a weird way. Yeah, like, if, if Patty Jenkins was making this movie on her own, and there was no interference from anyone. But also, she's proved herself, and presumably on Wonder Woman 84, 
they didn't interfere as much because what she did worked very well. Yeah, and it must have worked. It's coming. It was meant to arrive in theaters on August fourteenth. Now that is obviously, uh, it's still up in the air. It might be pushed back. It might not. It might not even make a lot of money. We don't know. Um, yeah, but and there's a lot we don't know. We there's a lot we don't know in regards to just all future movies this year. But this was originally meant to come out August fourteenth. I think it was going to be one of their big ten polls. Like, but do you not think that people? would be less interested because Justice League has kind of come and gone. The first Wonder Woman was obviously very interesting because it's like, you have to see this because like, this is one of the original trilogy or tree of the Justice League. But half that cast is gone now. Like, this whole universe maybe has less of a shine to it. But does do you think Wonder Woman kind of overcomes that because the first one was so good? Yes, I think that like Wonder Woman... Of all of them could probably be standalone movies because they're mm. in a completely different time altogether. 1984. I don't want to. 1984. Just correct. do that off the top of my head. Just, just it's it's a certain a certain title gave it away. <laughs> yeah, Batman: The Dark Knight. Yes, go on. Uh, but I I I think it does kind of. I it, it means the films can't have a huge amount of weight. If you like, in terms of impact on the universe, because the universe is still up in the air. Yeah, no, and it's like, do you have a scene where she is caught between Steve Trevor and Ben Affleck? <laughs> but the fridge is no longer there, Sean. But who could replace the fridge, man? Oh Jesus! If only we had some. Chris Pine is still in it, even though he definitely died. Well, uh, who knows if he's real or imagination, man? You don't see him in Batman vs Superman. Sorry, we don't see him in Batman vs Superman. True, we don't. Or You're dead League. right. Mm, interesting. No, because uh, murdered that's a man the, and gone to prison don't, for don't, life. Be, don't be ridiculous. He'd only be he's eighty in nineteen eighty four, but in two thousand and sixteen he'd be one hundred and twenty. That doesn't make any sense, Sean. What about what, what about Steve Rogers? Oh, uh, no, he's. Is that his great great grandson who looks the exact same as Chris Pine? Oh, of course, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Um, but yeah, so they are going to be working on a Wonder Woman tree and an Amazon Amazon spin-off. I think the Amazon spin-off, I'm probably not as interested in that. But I think that's a very cool. It's a cool world to explore. Um, I don't know if it's going to have the same draw because I think Gal Gadot is such a like such perfectly cast. She's kind of the charismatic figure of all that. Yeah, you're watching it for Wonder Woman, you know. Like, and, and I, I, the Amazon spin-off might be great, but it doesn't have anything to immediately like grab you and be like, "This is a Wonder Woman movie." Yeah, that's going to be yeah. all about the cast. That's going to be who yeah. they get everybody else to play because it's going to be a real casting. It's if there's five or six of them that are all bringing their A game, they might be a, like that would be a really good show. It's just about casting the right people. Um, yes. Okay, so we're finishing off movie Mondays this week, Sean. It's been weird. We've been talking news. It's uh, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I've, I've been too far over this, but we're finishing off with a new story that I just found mostly funny. But we're going to go with the, the big news in the cinema world that I could find is that AMC, the cinema chain, will no longer play Universal movies following Universal's decision to go to video on demand in regards to, to 
to Trolls uh, World Tour, which is the second Trolls movie. Jesus Christ, okay. Yes. So this is this is petty, is it? This is, uh, but it, I think it's quite big news, because I, at, at this point it's petty and it's kind of small, but it's also, it can have bigger ramifications for other different studios. So uh, the story here is that Universal, their CEO, has come out and basically um, they said that they would be releasing uh, most things now on video on demand, uh, as, lo- as well as sending them to the cinema to release theatrically in future. Because right. they released Trolls Trolls World Tour and it did quite well on video on demand recently. And so Probably better than it would have done solely in the cinema. Yes. So Universal has now kinda of looked at this like, okay, so if we released that, instead of in the cinema we released it on on demand, we made a lot of money. Well we can double our market by just halving what we go to the cinema and we put it on demand as well. But obviously the cinemas are not happy about this, AMC in particular, because that's taking half their revenue if you put it on demand as well. Yes, uh, which it, it, that's fair. They have to make because Universal still publishes a lot of movies, like even if they don't make them in house. Yes, yeah, and their name would be on a lot of different uh, franchises or whatever. So uh, AMC have now come back and we're like, okay, well. If you want to release it on demand, you can, but we're not going to show any Universal movies from here on out in any AMC theatre in the whole world. Yeah, because those are... Like, that's a, that's a direct competitor that already has lower overheads than, you know, running a chain of movie theatres does. Because if I gave you the option of paying a tenner and staying at home and watching a movie, or paying a tenner and going out of your house to the cinema to watch a movie... With and then eighty other ex- people who might yeah, ruin the experience. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to choose the video on demand. Now, obviously, the cinema experience can be good if you're like opening night of Avengers Endgame, but half the time you're just sitting in a dark room uh, with a bunch of strangers eating some really, really expensive popcorn. <laughs> That's kind of it. So expensive. <laughs> so expensive. So Universal, obviously, they got. Uh, some backlash from theatres, specifically AMC. Um, and the AMC's CEO and president, Adam Aaron, uh, sent a blistering letter to Universal. Um, blistering? Chair- blistering. Sharing the chain's decision to stop showing Universal films at any of their theatres. Um, saying that, look, if you want to go to demand, on demand, that's fine, but you won't get to show any of your movies here, which will immediately cut your revenue by, I don't know, maybe a quarter. AMC is quite a large movie chain or theater chain. Yeah, that's. But I mean, for all this to happen over Trolls World Tour, yes, that's that's a big move. But like, this is this has even bigger consequences because next year, Sean, Fast and Furious Nine and Jurassic World Dominion are both coming out, and they are both Universal. So. Those will not be shown at AMC theaters as of this moment. That's tough, but that's got to be tough for the theaters as well. No, like those, like those would be big draw movies for them. So they're like they're taking a hit on principle. It sounds like they're taking a hit because it's like you either choose us or you go on video on the mat. You can't have both. Yeah, and and it, it might hurt AMC's profits, but they seem to be like, listen, if. Video on demand drives drives us out of business. That's it, anyway. So, 
I think the thought process is that if they pull out, they're hoping other cinema chains will follow them. And then if Universal has no cinemas to show this movie to, or these movies to, then they'll have to back down. And then eventually go, okay, cool, we'll go back to the cinema. Yeah, we'll go back, yeah. And maybe the maybe the maybe just, it's just for the duration of the current situation is for as long that's as, that's as long as they'll release on demand but i think people just no one knows the whole story with anything lately yeah everyone's like it's kind hard of to out plan of the for the future so i like i, I it's tough because i do like the cinema when it's a good experience which is very very rare it's very, very rare. It's usually when it's empty, I'll be honest. Why, I do, like I see, seat. why do I sit at the back with a big trench coat screaming exploitives at the TV? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you can't overpay for popcorn at home. You can't. That's another thing. True. Also, sorry if anyone's listening. Someone just fired up a fucking chainsaw outside my house. Oh, no. Not the chainsaw, so, Charlie. Not the chain. Not chainsaw, Charlie. Oh, he's trying to get in. He's trying to get in, lad. <laughs> ah, no, just finish the show first. And then we'll have a chat with Charlie. Here now, Charlie. Yeah, let me, I, I'll You're pressing nobody. You're off and all. <laughs> You're pressing Charlie, nobody with that wait. action now. I mean, it is a nice, it's a nice chainsaw. It is actually, though. He spent a lot now on that chainsaw. 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 She shells, she shells, but she sure. <laughs> does, she, does she sell chainsaw? That's even harder know. to say, Jesus. I, I do, yeah. So where do you think this ends? Do you, who do you think backs down first? AMC or Universal? I think it's going to be AMC, sadly. I think Universal has a lot more disposable income than a cinema in 2020. I was really hoping that all cinemas would pull out and then we'd never have to see the Dark Universe ever again. Well, look, it's wishful thinking, my friend. Mm. Wishful mm. thinking. Wishful thinking, indeed. They've made that logo and they're sticking with it. <laughs> um, I think that's it for weird, or weird news. Movie news this week, I should say. It was weird because we actually did news this week. We did news, yes. Um... But yeah, I think that's it. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say uh, that this we- this month's Pelp, which is our Patreon exclusive Lazarus Pit, in which we go which back and watch Which is a name we both movie. love. I hate Pelp, but <laughs> um, we have chosen Star Wars The Phantom Menace as our movie that we will be reviewing. We're going to go back. We're going to give it a look. Maybe Jar Jar's pretty good. I don't know, Maybe- Sean. Maybe we'll sing along to Jewel of the Fates. I definitely will. I love Anakin in that movie. Now this is Pelp, he'll say. Oh, that's exactly the Instagram (laughs) promo we're using. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, (laughs) Sean, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. You guys are all fucking amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, if you, listener, would like to join those fine people, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. There's a link in the description to that. If you don't want to do that, or you just can't, the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist, or... And leave us a review and a rating on iTunes to get us up the rankings. So have a word likes us. Have a word with Chainsaw Charity there. Get him to drop a like and review on iTunes. Oh, we we don't want Chainsaw Charlie's review. Believe me, <laughs> could be better. Don't like the mic quality. 
<laughs> annoying sound in the background and in the <laughs> foreground. He, he has like, I don't like the sound of the chainsaw, or else not enough chainsaw. It's one of the two. Just, lad, check your chainsaw. <laughs> um, we're on all the social medias. They're all uh, linked in the description, and you can email us here for underscore at outlook dot com if you have any questions or comments. I think that's it. I think that's it for the week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.